right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. All of a sudden, this download of, of memory came back, being pulled back. And I said, my God. I said, I remember bouncing a ball and being pulled back. She said, exactly. She said, these are the things that happen to people all over the world. Not everybody, but she said, I knew something happened to you. Some people, for whatever reason, are steadily guided through their personal journey by powerful synchronistic events, psychic promptings, and even life-saving miracles. A string of adventures that lead to a calling that not only changes their own life, but the lives of many others. Mark Bayerski is one such individual. After nearly being killed by an oncoming car and snatched out of the way by an invisible force, then keeping the incident blocked from his memory for decades, Mark met up with someone who insisted he needed to recall the event. This, along with a string of subsequent synchronistic encounters, would eventually lead Mark down a path and purpose he could no longer ignore. Now, Mark Bayerski's work as an energy healer, international speaker, and expert on a holistic way of living has touched his scores of followers, inspiring them to lead a life of fulfillment and purpose while tossing aside the constant barrage of negativity coming from both seen and unseen forces. In this, his first visit to Higher Journeys, Mark shares with us his thoughts on that unseen realm, how we're linked to it and it to us, and how best to navigate something that, although may appear invisible, is very real and with us each and every day. I don't know how to start a conversation for our journeyers, my audience, that actually started about 45 minutes ago, Mark Bajerski. What on God's green earth? I am so delighted you are here. I am so delighted to finally hear that Manchester UK accent of yours talking to me. Guys, I I have to tell you that I guessed where, uh, although we know he's in Spain now, where Mark is from. I said, would you happen to be from someplace near Manchester? He says, what did you say? I said, said, yeah, very, very close. Amazing. Yeah. I love the dialect. It's a very distinct dialect. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, everyone. Let me welcome for the very first time on Higher Journeys, to my audience, Mark Bayerski. Thank you for gracing our presence, man. feel like you've been in my life for decades. Thank you so Thank much you. for being yeah. here. Yeah, it's Guys, very exciting. I've got, I've got bit butterflies, always a good sign. you got butterflies? Yeah, always. Oh, yeah, good. When, when it's something like this, it's like, yeah, of course, because... It just feels great. I want butterflies. I like butterflies. In fact, my ceiling are filled with butterflies. And um, because butterflies is part of um, my um, technique, my journey, my life. If you ever see a butterfly landing on a flower uh, and the process of what that does and the, the sensitivity and that that miracle that happens. And yeah, I just have, there's something about butterflies that is so important in my life. Strange really, but it's true. <laughs> I'm not surprised to hear that. I'm going to tell you something offline because um, I don't know if I want to admit it yet to the audience about something with me and butterflies, but we'll save that. 
Yeah. Guys, once again, I have to tell you, I did hit the record button <clears throat> prior to our formally starting the show. And Mark shared some very powerful things with me. Uh, now, I know you're used to seeing him smile and be serious, but very upbeat energy. And you do have that. But Mark and I had a very sobering conversation about what's going on. We're not going to go into a lot of detail for because of the venue that we're on at the moment. But I think you can imagine we're uh, probably like many of you, we're both going through some paces with everything that's going on now um, with emotional heaviness. And uh, it was it was necessary, I think, for Mark and I to just speak uh, a bit offline, to get to know each other, to know that we're sort of in the same sort of, I don't want to say camp, but same, you know, on the same frequency, on the same frequency, like many of you. So uh, I, I finally did say, let's let's say one, two, three, here we go. We're going to be off and running. And I, I'll just in all transparency, I threw my notes away because I said, Mark, we're just going to continue this conversation. Um, we, we are going to be talking about interacting with invisible realms because I think it's pertinent to what is going on right now on many levels. You are an expert at that. I dare say you are um, someone who has skin in the game, we'll, we'll say, when it comes to examining these myriad invisible realms that we regularly interact with, whether we know it or not. And I thought it would be really great to have a conversation about to what extent we are interacting with those realms. So I want to start with that. You wrote a book. I am going to get my notes up here real quick because I want to make sure <laughs> that I get the name right. Diary of an Accidental Psychic. Let's start with that. What do you mean accidental psychic? <laughs> well, first of all, it's really good for my table when it's a bit off. I put the book underneath and it's really balances. It's a great balancer. <laughs> and it's good for flies as well. If you've got too many flies in the room, that's the first thing I think the book's good for. But um, thirdly, the book was uh, accidental. I guess most people would uh, really... Um, attuned to the fact that things happened to them in their life that was just by accident, which there is no such thing as accident, as you probably already know, Every, you know, the coincidences, they're, they're all synchronicities. They're all very finely attuned moments where spirit work extremely hard to help us along our journey, but not to interfere. So there's a real fine line and sometimes spirit may step over that line. And that's an interesting subject. But I guess the reason why I called it Diary of an Accidental Psychic is because everything, every step that I took from a child up to this moment seemed to be an accident up until 38 years old when all of a sudden the pieces were put together by um, my first mentor. So... All of the accidents that happened to me, she was revealing to me as they're not accidents, Mark. And I'm saying, of course, they're accidents. And the first accident that happened is when I was very young and I was bouncing a ball back home after a football game. And as you do, recalling the game, bouncing the ball. And I found myself in the middle of the road and a car was fast approaching and I don't know if anybody's ever been in a situation where they're going to have an accident. The body freezes, so you can't move. Literally, you can't move. And that's what happened. I was frozen in the middle of the street, and a car was just about to hit me. And from nowhere, I was pulled back. And I turned to thank the person who had just saved my life, 
and and to see who it was. And then there was nobody there. There was nobody up and down the street. And I carried that with me up until 38 years without telling anybody. If I'd have told my dad, he would have whacked me for saying you should have been looking in uh, on the road, son. You know, I'd have got a whack for it. So, and I couldn't have told my mum because my mum wouldn't have really understood it. And I mean, I was too young to understand it. So you shelve it until a very, very special lady said something happened to you when you was a child. And I laughed and I said, I don't know what you're talking about. She said, no, think about it. Something happened. And like all of a sudden this download of, of memory came back, being pulled back. And I said, my God, I said, I remember bouncing a ball and being pulled back. She said, exactly. She said, these are the things that happen to people all over the world. Not everybody, but she said, I knew something happened to you. And, and and to a point, I thought, well, that, does that mean I'm special because I'm not special? And she says, no, it's not that you're special. It's just that sometimes spirit intervenes when they shouldn't. And I'm like, oh, what does that mean? What spirit? What are you talking about? So I wow. then started heading in a journey of learning all about this other world or other worlds. And before you know it, I'm, it was like a duck to war. I, I mean, everything that I was doing was so easy. Everything that I was picking up, I, I understood. And, and she was, you know, my, it's like, just read this flower. I read the flower and, and it was like everything that I was doing, they were saying, do you not know what you're doing? And I'm going, no, you, you, you this is mind blowing. I'm really. So then I continued and and the magic that happened thereafter my my meeting of angelic realms being being having read for a nordic blue and like it, it was so profound all the way through my journey that i came home like how's your day been you're not gonna believe it I, i'm I, you know like i i just i'm just speaking to one guy saying i don't think jude law should be in your movie. And and like, what is this? A guy on top of a mountain. But it, this is what happened all by accident. So I didn't want it, didn't ask for it. But that's basically why I called it Diary of an Accidental Psychic. Mm -hmm. I don't actually like to call myself psychic because uh, reference to uh, uh, many people who call themselves psychic, I don't want to be um, labeled a psychic. I'm not a psychic. We are all psychic. We're that's all right. intuitive. And, and I don't like labels because that's easy then to judge you. And, you know, so I'm just somebody who um, helps people or wanted to help people all them years. That's the only thing I wanted for people to feel better. Well, you're making a lot of people feel better. I know that for a fact. And by the way, as a fellow author, uh, we'll, for argument's sake, we'll say, uh, just for the sake of a good title to get people to get that great book labels aside it's a great title so really <laughs> actually it is a, it's a very good title it's my, a very my, good title. my last book i was i i was uh it was called seeing the invisible we called it but i was really close partly to call it uh the diary uh i was going to call it uh was it the diary of a modern day ghost buster and then i thought nah <laughs> seeing the invisible you've got a penchant for titles though and you know yeah. look you, you want to when when someone goes to to uh look for 
a YouTube video as an example? What's the first True. thing that gets their attention? Now, they True. do say that thumbnails are important. True. I know that it's a title that gets me. And it may or may not be uh, something that, uh, well, psychic, I, I'm, this, I'm like you. I don't like to use that term because of the connotation that it has. It's very commercialized. It's been kind of cheap and, you know, cheap parlor tricks, et cetera, et cetera. But right. we know what that means. Right. So I don't. I don't go too deep into the, the, the labels. I don't like to toss them around loosely, but it's important mm -hmm. because that's right. what we use to uh, determine whether we're going to read something or not. So right. uh, let's go back to that rescue. I'm familiar with the story. I believe you just ha had a great segment on your show of which we'll make sure to have a link for everyone uh, to, to check out the Mark's incredible YouTube channel. Uh, you told the story of the ball and being, uh, nearly hit and pulled by back by an invisible force of which I've heard this story before. I've heard instances of this before. But now you're telling me that it was until many years later, you had kind of blocked this, you'd screened this memory from your mind. Yeah. Why do you think that happened? Well, like I said, I, 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 I opened the front door and I was thinking if I was to tell my dad, my dad would have beat me. My dad was abusive. He used to beat all the time because he was angry. And any excuse, uh, milk falling, anything, he would beat us. So there's no way we could interact. My dad was only two things. It's either rage or silence. So there was no discussion with my father. My mother, she was a beautiful soul, but not of the understanding per se of the spirit world i don't think she might have turned a few cards over before she went to bingo but that was it and and i and something so profound it's weird it's almost like I, I, how do you describe something that's always happened to me which was so profound that brings inner peace and and not shock every time something amazing happened to me it was like an energy of peace calmness I know I'm safe. And, and, and that's what happened at that moment. So it wasn't like I was in shock. It, and, and like when I see, like when I was starting this field of work, the energy energies that started to, whether it was me or whether it was spirit, like furniture would move. Tell us one of those stories. I know you told one of them uh, recently on your show, but furniture I'm, moving, we're talking about levitation, levitation or, uh, yeah. Uh, well, the one story is when I was with my um, um, wife then, we're not together now, um, Susan, she jumped out of bed and she said, what's that? I jumped out of bed like, what's what? And then a beautiful um, white shabby chic table, side table with Queen Anne legs moved across the room freely, just on its own. Because the floor was made of terracotta, so it, it, it juggled mm -hmm. along and then stopped. Actually, we both laughed and went back to sleep. I have worked on clients, over 10,000 clients, and in the times when most needed, things would happen in the room. And I kept saying to one of the clients who just lost her little daughter to cancer, I kept saying, your, your daughter keeps saying happiness. She keeps saying the word happiness. She wants you to be happy, happiness, happiness, happy. I kept repeating it and don't know why as I was healing her, right? Then all of a sudden we heard this bang, right? And she jumped up, she said, what was that? And I said, I don't know. 
She said, I said, I'll just go and have a look. So I went to the other side of the room and there was on the wall, one of my, um, I used to put on the wall with a hot glue gun, um, signs with, with things on. So it was missing. So I thought, oh, something's dropped off. And I went to pick it up and I showed it her and it said happiness. These are the moments when you realize, and, and I could name a hundred different ones like that, that happened that are so profound to the client and to me that I was lucky enough to be there. That is that that's it. That's the moment that my client knows that her daughter was there and she was with her and she's watching over her. And it takes sometimes moments like that for certain people to get it. And that's what I've witnessed over 20 years. And I could write 20 books, 30 books, and still not be a, not be able to finish them off because of the amount of times that I've seen a miracle in a little room happen. Balls of, of, of energy come forward. Uh, three beautiful lights next to a child and the mother pointing at it without even realizing what she was pointing at. Things that are so profound that are unexplainable that came into my life. And now when people come here to the academy and four days after experiencing what we do, they say, I can't believe this is real. Mm. And they're crying and saying, is this real? Is what? And I'm saying, yeah, this is normal. Out there is not normal. That's Out right. there is not normal. And in here is how it should be. And now that you know this, take it away with you and change your world. If you're enjoying this episode, along with all of the subjects that we cover here on Higher Journeys, then I invite you to join our members only community on Patreon, where we go even deeper into the conversations with the guests that you know and love. Not only does your membership ensure that we can keep this work going and growing, but you'll also get immediate access to our exclusive after shows. Get up close and personal with the guests of the show, along with many other member perks. So click on the link below to join now or visit higherjourneys.com where you'll find the Patreon link. We'll see you on the journey. Thanks. Diary of an intentional psychic. <laughs> Diary of a man who was born to do exactly what you're doing. Sure, the title is catchy, but Mark, you're anything but accidental. I can tell that now. You were the agent. My question I, I started to ask is, as you're telling these stories and that, you know, the, the young, bless her uh, daughter recently deceased, you kept hearing happiness, happiness. I started to ask you, what do you think the agent is that makes this so, so often? I know the answer. The agent is you. You are the catalyst. We have to ask ourselves, and this gets a little bit into the science or the dynamic of what what is it about some people that tinge of it. We all have some measure of intuitive capacity. Let's call it that. But you're a magnet. I, I did a show quite a few years ago now, really looking at this question. Why do you feel that some people magnetize these extraordinary experiences where others maybe just have one or two? I, I don't... I don't really, I don't really know too many people who do the job that I do because I was always let down by other people who claim to be um, spiritual. And whenever I heard that word, I used to turn into a greyhound and run because 
there was so much judgment and so much jealousy and mm. anger. I didn't understand it. In fact, I'd done a hundred jobs in my lifetime and this is the only one that I've seen such hatred and um, darkness when they call themselves spiritual. Why would you need to call yourself spiritual if you're spiritual? It's just a way of life. And at that point, I realized that I'm not like the people who are in these groups who, you know, sit and meditate. And then I noticed really quickly that it start the meditation and finish. And then everybody would talk about the meditation. It start with one beautiful soul saying, I saw a dove. Then the next one said, I saw two doves. And then the next one said, I saw um, two doves. Uh, two Buddhas and uh, and an eagle and and it'd get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger till it got to me and then they'd say oh what did you see Mark and I said I saw nothing nothing because I just thought this is gone this isn't right this isn't what this is about and uh, so I pulled away from all of that and people being that way and then what I realized is I'm not a nat people people were saying oh I was born with this gift I wasn't born with a gift. I think we're all born with gifts, but I, like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you felt things, but so does everybody else who mm -hmm. I speak to. So like I was born with it. Well, who wasn't born with, with that intuition? Just some mm -hmm. people might remember, some people don't. Mm -hmm. So then that got me a little bit like, don't you know, I, I don't like that kind of ego thing, but you know, it's fine. It's okay. And then, and I started working as a psychic and, um, uh, and I didn't want to use that word. And then my mentor said, well, why don't you bring that word back to love and, and compassion and start to make it uh, worth worthwhile? And I went, okay, then. So I became a psychic and a healer. And at that moment, I realized that I have to work really hard. This isn't natural for me. This is really hard work. So in the room, I'd, I, as soon as I got into the room, I'd cleanse the room with sage. And then I'd use Paolo Santo. I'd put... Um, uh, Palo Santo oil all over me. Uh, I'd be um, breathing exercise, meditation. Then my first client had come and I'd have to work really hard. And every single session I worked really hard, always thinking about what you were going to say because your thinking mind sometimes can kick in. So then I stopped thinking and I used to close my eyes. So now I'm not looking at the person thinking, am I right or wrong? I just close my eyes. So I do readings and then I'd, and then a few weeks later i'd say please don't tell me your name and then it'd be you know so I, I made it so like i don't want anybody to think that i'm a fraud or a cheat so on my website i said if you come and see me do not tell me your name and mm -hmm. don't speak so people would come sit down shut the mouth and i would just read for one hour and then i'd give them a healing session and that that was hard work. It wasn't like, oh, it's easy this. No, because I had integrity. I, I, I wanted to make my client feel good, but I also wanted them to understand that they have choices in life and there is no yes or no, like, should I be with this man or shouldn't I be with her? You know what? That's not what this is about. So mm -hmm. I read for them and looked for scenarios in the reading that their path would show three or four paths. So Say, for instance, I feel that you may be leaving um, where, you're, where you are and you want to go somewhere else. I'd give them four scenarios so then they'd have choice mm -hmm. and, 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 and look for anybody can see a problem in a client, but it's finding the answers to help them through that problem. So I, I kind of wanted to help my client walk out of that door and say, you know what, I'll shelve what is said. And I'll just get on with my life, 
But then as it comes to where I am, I can always pick from that moment and use it and utilize it. But don't live and breathe that message. Just live your life and create it. But you've always got that little bit of ammunition. Oh, I remember when Max said that. That's a great, oh, maybe I should. Try. And then they'd come back a year later, three years later and say, you know what? That advice was so incredible because this happened, that happened. And I go, wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not um, a so-called brilliant, the best, but I really tried my best with every client. You're only as good as your last reading and healing, I used to say. And I still say that now. So there's no, uh, there isn't any ego in me because I, I always have these butterflies thinking, do, I, I hope I don't get this wrong. I hope, uh, please make it right. Yeah. Please help me. Please come forward and help me. And, you know, that that's kind of who I am really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a desire for, for truth. I have a question I'd like to ask mm -hmm. you, uh, if I might, about the, the process of doing a reading. I have, uh, I've always, certainly we know that, all of us have we're, we're built to we're plugged into the wider universe we're plugged into multiple dimensions and even in spite of the best efforts to get us blocked from it we, we can still bring it through that shows the power of the human spirit so i knowing that uh have always wanted to sort of be a do-it-yourself intuitive person and it hasn't been until recently that i've i've gone to a couple of readers for for various reasons but one thing that I resolved to do, rather than go have somebody tell me what what's going to happen and read the future, I'm not interested in that. Exactly. I'm interested as a proactive person in you're giving me options as to what to do with a situation. Exactly. I don't need to know what the future is because the future is fluid. Exactly. Am I? Okay. So that's the, the approach that you take, which exactly. I think is rare. I think a lot of psychics do not do that. That's not because a th there's a lot of it, th what I saw within the world of of this kind of spirituality is um, two things. One one was a need to fulfill their own weaknesses, so they they needed to be right. So that very few would ever say I don't know because by saying I don't know that would then feed their uh, ego to say I'm weak. So they would come up with um, you know reasons. Then they're saying things but not actually saying anything. Um, and the other one is fear, fear of uh, losing clients. And there's a classic that I saw all the time that, you know, they they make them weak and they tell them that only I can give you the answers and only um, I am the one who can do this for you, which means that then they've caught their client and they're always going to go back to them. And that used to turn my stomach and I used to get deeply upset and offended so it was great because it made me realize what I didn't want to be. So I was very mm. thankful for that. And from that moment on, I became a reader of making people understand that they are their guru. They have all the answers. And to be honest, after a reading, I'd say, you knew all this. And they'd go, yeah, but it's nice to have the confirmation. And I'd mm. go, but it costs you so much money to have the confirmation. They say it's worth it. Worth so it. I, had to get, I had to get used to it. And I yeah. said, okay. And then they'd want to come back six weeks later and I'd say, no. I said, and they say, well, do you remember what I said? I said, no, because I automatically cut off what I, what I read. I don't, I haven't a clue. I used to sit next to people after one week and they'd say, you don't know who I am, do you? And I'd say, no. They say, you read for me last week. 
I ain't got a clue because I learned to switch off and not to do the reading and to be to be in that zone and then out and don't even think about it again. Not a thought or a feeling. You've done your job, finished. So again, I, I just I all I wanted was for people to become stronger and to be in their own power and to listen to their own gut feeling. So the healing session for me was vital. Because I knew if I could get them on the healing bread, I could help open them up, clear the fear. And when you when you when you're clear of fear and worry and what ifs, then you get that universal energy that feeds you all the right information that darkness and fear takes away and blocks. Your counselor, more than anything, I think you're doing great work. Mark, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, because I know there's a lot for people to process here, and I know they're loving what you have to say. But when we come back from this break, I'd like to really delve into, um, well, let's say we're going to go down the rabbit hole a little bit when it comes to invisible realms and how common they are in people's lives without them knowing it. So let's take this quick break, and we will be right back with Mark Byerski. We are living at a time of great challenge and opportunity, a time when taking life into our own hands, charting our own course, and finding our own answers is more necessary than ever. Right now, you may be asking yourself, what am I called to do? What if I could tap my own inner healing power and also help others discover theirs? We all have the ability to heal ourselves, but it takes a special approach, a unique approach. Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique, also known as QHHT, a method developed by pioneering hypnotherapist Dolores Cannon, is the approach that thousands have used and taught to access the deeper aspect of the self for healing at the core level. Join me, Alexis Brooks of Higher Journeys, along with QHHT's own Julia Cannon, for a special live stream event to find out how you can tap the power of healing by learning this unique method. Join us Wednesday, August 18th, 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central, on the official Higher Journeys YouTube channel. We'll see you there. All right, everyone, we are back with my special guest, and I do mean special, Mark Byerski. We've been talking about his journey, his sojourns into the extraordinary. That's what I'm going to call it. You know, we don't like our labels, but that's how us human beings still tend to operate. And yet we know that it's so much more than uh, the, the words, the terms that are used that are set into motion that have connotations that are oftentimes not good, like the word psychic. But uh, nonetheless, this is what we're talking about, folks. We're talking about uh, well, up to this point, Mark's interaction with invisible realms and how the invisible realms have made themselves known to you for all of your life. Now I would like to talk about how much the invisible realms, I should say plural, are a part of other people's lives and them not realizing it. Wow. I want to talk about, let's put it in the context of what's going on right now. We don't have to name it. It continues to dominate many of our lives. And, and in many ways, not in a good way. I want to get your thoughts on, first, I think the idea that because we've output so much emotional energy into our environment, bioelectric, we're bioelectric beings, obviously, might we have punctured a hole dimensionally that would bring those invisible realms closer to us? Wow. I, I don't know about that, to be honest. All, all I see, <laughs> oh, that's a really uh, deep question for me, and I wouldn't be able to answer that, but it's a, a really thought-provoking um, 
hypothesis. I don't know what you'd call it, but I, at the end of the day, all, like I don't want to put a downer on it, but all I know is what I see through my work from day to day. And well, what like, do you sense, I, Mark? What, what do what, you sense is going on? I actually sense the opposite, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I see a, 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 I have to sage more. I have to cleanse more to be able to get spirit into my into my room, into when I'm doing my uh, healing work when I'm doing absent healing, I have to really create a uh, space in here to bring spirit into this room because um, of the, all the negative energy, the 5G, the uh, satellites, the um, uh, constant um, uh, bombardment of particles from uh, aircrafts, which is real. Um, all the negative energy that people are creating out of fear because of MSM. So I'm, I'm, I believe that all of this was an intentional hijack to um, at, at least s s cut the the connection from spirit to um, our world. That 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 bond that we have, that beautiful connection that we can have at any given moment. So I, 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 I don't really know what to say about that. Maybe you have much more insight to me, but I just look from day to day and I look at my clients, I look at what happens and I can tell you this for a fact. I used to walk the streets and, and many times I'd just look down and say, oh, and then I'd stop and the woman would look at me and she'll say, what are you are looking at? I said, there's a little black and white dog just there. It's gone. And she mm -hmm. said, my God, my, 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 my Jack Russell just died a couple of months ago. And, I, and you know, and I'm saying, well, it was black and white, small one. She's oh, and then they start crying. And I get many times that I'd like see an animal or see somebody around somebody. I don't get that so much now. It's kind of gone. Don't. Really? So, no, not as much at all. It's like it, 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 the magic doesn't seem to be as much as it was 20 years ago. Why do you I, think that is? Because I just got this feeling that we, that that certain people realize that there is a magic in, in this universe and they want to change the frequency by any ways and means possible, by what we eat, what we drink, to poison, to non-foods, to, to, like I said, chemtrails, to everything that they can suppress or hijack this beautiful connection we have with the spirit world. And I, I just think it's a little bit harder than it was before. And I think it's intentional. And I think all the companies like Harp and DARPA and CERN, they all know this and the God particle and all the, the, the connection between spirit and the fact that they know that the soul exists, they've measured it, they've weighed it. And now they want to, they want to, they want to dissect they want to know everything about it and they want to know how to hijack it. And that's why I said there's something happened now that we, as our soul, which travels through the night, because we work through the night. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this or not, but mm -hmm. when we're asleep, that's when we do our real work. So when mm -hmm. people say to me, what's my life path? Why am I here? What am I doing? What's my this? What? And I'm saying, look, you do it when you're asleep. You are hard at work trying to help this world. Um, in so many ways and like so don't worry too much right. you're doing the work while you're here but there's so much more to it I mean we could go so deep in this I can tell you so many things but well you're, you're hitting some really important points and as, as far as uh, uh, people uh, talk about even going to night school not just doing work at night but going to school at night particularly children you wake up in the morning and you wonder why you're so exhausted 
well, you've been doing a lot of work, my my friend, whether it's in the astral realm, we, we talk about there, there's those labels again, astral realm, ethereal, what, you're, you're going somewhere and doing something. And I, I do believe that our dreams uh, can give a little bit of insight as to where we may be going. Well, I just feel this sense, Mark that and i have no idea and i can't approach this certainly from a scientific perspective it's more of a gut feeling that with what we're going through right now you and i talked about this offline i wonder if there is what i call a non-human influence that may whether we've punctured a hole in the dimensional realms or cern did it question mark whatever the catalyst it seems as if the veil is thinning it, it's an interesting thing because it, 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 it gives us access to those invisible realms, but on the other side of things, it can interfere with our lives and people are going through some really wonky stuff. This other thing that's over our heads right now aside, something metaphysical seems to be going on. Do you sense that there may be some non-human influence with what the heck we're going through? Yeah, definitely. You do. I, I, see, I see it for the past 20 years I've, I've witnessed it i've i've been part of it i've been in it i've been trying to cleanse it and clear it and heal people from what's called um attachments which there are many different types of attachments you get um spirit trapped in between two worlds i call spirit in denial um they can easily influence us uh in many different ways there's a thousand million ways they can influence us um, I can talk about that. Then there's the influence of um, which we, we call dimensional um, beings that uh, feed from energy, fear mainly. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen them and I've uh, helped cleanse and clear them away. Um, <clears throat> and this, yeah, there's so much, there's so many different scenarios I can, I can talk about. But one thing that was very interesting many years ago was I read for somebody who was a scientist who worked in um, CERN. And uh, they told me a story after we went for a coffee, uh, after the, the healing session and the reading. And uh, they were telling me that a work colleague um, had disappeared. And, um, and I said, what do you mean? Well, they've just gone. We don't know what's happened to them. And um, funnily enough, a few months later, four or five months later, something came out on um, YouTube and it quickly disappeared. And it was about um, talking about the God particle. And apparently there's, it's all uh, compartmentalized. So nobody knows what anybody's doing there, but certain um, things happened. And there were three scientists working in the room of a certain project that they switched the the particle machine on and um there was only two people ended up in that room one disappeared and that particular um youtube thing disappeared i, I it wasn't found again but i found it fascinating how she, she told me that and then that happened and i thought wow is it possible that they've they've actually tapped into a different dimension and it's dangerous and they don't know what they've done and somebody has actually gone through. So I find that fascinating. I don't mm -hmm. know whether it's real or not, but kind of fascinating when I heard it. 
there have been stories that have a similar tone of individuals who have gone missing. In fact, some individuals who have dematerialized in front of witnesses, never to be seen again. And the question has come up. Again, we use these terms, these labels, and the, the labels can be misleading. We call them dimensions. We call them portals. We call them, and yet that that really doesn't even begin to explain what we're talking about here. I like to yeah. call it the other, the thing that's other than where we think we are right now. Right. But well, there the, isn't, I'm sorry. The, the, the only other thing that really, I you call other, I call other, was the day... I, and if you don't mind me talking about it, I think it's a fascinating thing that happened to me. One of the oh, most goodness. profound things that ever happened to me. And I remember going, I remember the phone rang and I answered the phone and I would never, ever do a session unless it was 10 o'clock in the morning, ever. I made it, you know, I've got to get up. I've got to cleanse the room. I've got to make sure I'm up and ready. So I always used to leave it till 10 o'clock. This person rang up and said, I'd like a reading. At, um, I think he said eight o'clock. And I just said, yes, okay. Put the phone down and thought, why did I just say yes? I've never said yes before. Why did I just say yes? And then I thought, well, I, I can't ring them back and say I, I can't do it. And I thought, okay, I'll be there at eight o'clock. So I got there at eight o'clock. And in this village, nobody gets up till nine. It's very lazy. So I'm on the street, opening my shop, turned round and see this man, beautiful beautiful man, very tall, about six foot, six, two, three, beautiful, messy, blonde hair, like he hasn't even combed it, but looked amazingly good looking with blue eyes. And I said, are you my next client? He said, I think so. So we went upstairs. I sat down and I asked him to sit in front of me and I got my oil and got ready and put my hands. I asked him to put his hands down on my healing, uh, on my psychic table. And I put my hands over his and at that point, my work was to attune to his energy. So as I'm feeling his energy, I'm, I'm like, okay, I don't feel anything. Okay, I'll start again. So I start again, rub the oil on, and I rub some under his um, hands and try it again. Nothing. I felt nothing. It was really strange. And I looked at him and, and I said, I'm not getting anything. And I kid you not. I looked at that man's eyes when I started and they were blue. And when I looked at him again, they turned gray. And I looked at him twice and I thought, this is weird. Am I going, am I going nuts? So I try again and the same thing happened. Nothing again. I thought, okay, I'll pick some cards and I'll start reading. Whenever I read for somebody, normally what happens is I can feel their suffering, their pain, their trauma their what ifs nothing nothing came up in the cards were showing me anything nothing on the energetic level of feeling his energy there was nothing it was like there was no feeling no there was nothing to pick up on and i looked at him and i said i i've been doing this now for 8 years i have never ever not felt anything and he looked at me with blue eyes again because they turned from from gray to blue again. And I'm like, this is the weirdest thing. And all he said was, interesting. And I said, is it okay if I give you a healing session instead? He said, sure. He gets up, he lies down. I'm starting the healing session. 
I'm feeling his head to see if there's uh, issues, problems, unresolved files, fear. Nothing. No heat. No, no nothing. I go to his heart to feel his heart, to feel that connection. Nothing. I go to his stomach, feeling the stomach energy. Is there anything happening in there with suffering, pain, issues with family? Nothing. I started laughing and I said, I can't feel anything. I said, I feel like I'm doing nothing. He opened his eyes and he said, interesting. <laughs> he, get, he gets up and, and I said, I'm really sorry. You know, and we walk out, he, he goes and like, I'm like, what the hell was that? What was that? What did, you, what just happened there? Uh, and I spoke to my wife then I said, I, I I just can't explain what just happened. And I realized over the few months after that, that this person wasn't of our realms, not of our world at all. And what I believe he came to do was to see if we have actually evolved in any way and if we can really feel and, mm. and, and attune to a different frequency. And that, stuck with me and it's never sat right with me. And I've always found that fascinating and everything about him, his color of the skin, the tone of the skin, the, the blemishes, which there weren't any, it, he was perfect. Yeah. And that's my encounter of the realms of what I believe is not human is of another realm, another universe, another place so I do believe that there is something else other than us. And that was my experience. I just wanted to share that because I thought that was really fascinating. I'm so glad you shared that because, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with our channel, but our many of our shows are focused on the enigma of what some call ET. I think it's much bigger than that. I call I tend to call them non-human intelligence. Um, a lot of the individuals that I interview are ex so-called experts in this field. I myself am a researcher in this field. And I will tell you, Mark, whether you know or not, you just described what has been called by some ufologists as the tall blondes, individuals who look completely human, who are stunningly beautiful. Many of them wear blue for some reason, blemish-free, crystal blue eyes, and a stealthness about them or a calmness. Many of them, many of the individuals that witness them feel that they uh, uh, can pick up on them telepathically, meaning the person that sees this blonde, all of a sudden they can hear what the, what they're saying. There have been many stories. All, all I got was, uh, you know, like over the months, I realized that he was actually picking, he was, attuning to me well that's happening as well it's a it's a reciprocation I, I, there's no I didn't, get, I didn't get anything though i wish i could i wish i could have read his mind but it was like i i, I think i was trying so hard to attune to his family and spirit and to his his children and to, like i normally do so it was like uh, i'm just not getting anything so mm -hmm. I, I i don't know whether 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 where they're from they don't have that same frequency or it's just different. It was just something that I was the only time I could never read for somebody. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. I've done over 10,000 readings. That's a lot of readings. 
Yeah. Are you still doing them now? Did, or did you tell me offline that you're not, you're not, so you no, don't get bombarded. I, no. <laughs> well, the, the last, the last thing I ever did, I can talk about it now, but I didn't tell anybody really, but I, I wrote about it in my, in my last book. And basically um, I was full on working and uh, I was doing a retreat in uh, Bali and there were quite a lot of people there more than they should have been really. And I, I always want to give more. I always want to just do that little bit more and, and just, you, you know, make people feel amazing. So I, I'd gone through, I think 20, I think there was 21, 23 participants in this beautiful retreat that we had. And I was doing all the sessions and I'd finished all the sessions. And I normally finish off on the last night with a shamanic ritual blessing of light and love and really doing some serious cleansing of all sorts, past life or whatever traumas. So I was a little bit weak. And I was asking for help because I needed some strength. So I started the um, the the beautiful circle night. And the first lady came from here. Another lady came. And then another lady came in. And then and it was all going really well. And then this, this lady from Korea, she came in. And beautiful lady, filled with joy and happiness. And uh, I started working on it. And then all of a sudden, something kind of like shook me because when you create a, a circle, what I, I always saw and recognized was that anything that may be an attachment on real heavy stuff can never come into the circle. If you bless it, this is the shamanic wave or I was taught by a, a great shaman. So I always used the certain ritual and the ways to create that circle. It normally took me an hour to two hours to create that, but she came in with something she came in with something so profound that that night it, it took me, it felt like it took me five hours to clear. And it was a lot quicker than that. But we were trapped in this kind of space and time. And this heavy energy, which was in her, basically made a scream so loud that it were, the screams were heard uh, like half a mile away. It was so bad. But like spirit and like beautiful people, all the people around me realized what was going on mm -hmm. and they switched on their attunement without even knowing and they helped me. And it took a while, but we eventually got rid of this energy. I finished uh, maybe two hours after that and then I went to bed and all of a sudden I started feeling a pain at the back of my neck running down my arm. And then I started sweating and it wasn't that hot. But all my body started sweating and it felt like I'd been to the gym exercising really heavy with weights. So all I got this tightness of all over my body. And then I realized you're having a heart attack, Mark. My and God. all I could think was, you know what? You haven't seen your, um, I was going to cry, but I'm not. I hadn't seen my, um, my first grandson. And for the first time, I was never scared of death. Death doesn't scare me at all, but... I just wanted to hold my grandson and he'd just been born two weeks before. And for eight hours, I was self-healing like mad, praying, please, guys, if you're going to take me, just take me after my, my, I hold my little uh, grandson. And for eight hours, I was, I could feel I was just on the edge of going, but for some reason, they allowed me to stay. And that was the day I said, I am no longer going to do this work again. And I stopped from that moment on. And all I do now is teach. Thank you for sharing that with us. Have you seen your grandson? 
yes, I, I was lucky enough to get to see him. Um, and obviously after that, then this crazy world started happening and I would not travel because of what they're right. insisting we put inside our body, which right. my body, my choice kind of thing. Right. No, Absolutely. Wow. You've given us so much. Thank you for giving us a peek into the world of this special soul whose name just happens to be Mark Boyerski. Just a name. He didn't even want it. I was asking him, Journeyers, how do you, I wanted to make sure I got the pronunciation <laughs> correct. I, I thought I had heard you say Boyerski, but he gave, gave me a little bit of a history and he's like, but you know what? Who gives a damn? It's just a name. I agree with you. I agree with you. We are not our name. In this identity laden society that we live in, who gives a damn? I'm just going to call you Mr. Special. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call you, Mr. Special. You dear heart, you. And you're so dear to, as we wind down, that's a segue because we're going over to Patreon and guess what we're going to talk about? This has been a heavy conversation. It's been enlightening. It's been inspiring and it's been heavy. We may lighten it up just a tad because we're going to be talking about crystals. I'm reaching over. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. This is an, a little amethyst, not a little, kind of a big amethyst that I have. Yeah. We don't talk about this a lot on Higher Journeys, Mark, just so you know. Not that I'm avoiding it, but I've been a rock collector. I used to collect rocks when I was walking down the street. And you know what I would do with them? I'd make rock soup. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> Go figure. So now that I have about two, 300 or more crystals from this big to table size in my home, I'm not surprised. I'm a rock collector. But you're even better than that. You are a crystal expert. So we're going over to Patreon. We're going to talk about, whoops, some crystals and some minerals. And Mark is going to give us a couple of secrets maybe on how to use them. Maybe on how to interact with the invisible realms. Could we talk about that? Sure. Uh, I love, that's one of, my, one of my favorite subjects. Okay. This, this guy is a wealth of knowledge. So uh, listen, obviously we so appreciate your support. And I want to say thank you to everyone who's already a part of our wonderful community over on Patreon. But guess what, guys? Uh, it supports Higher Journeys, but it is just, it's chocked full of after shows. We've got Daryl Anka, also known as Bashar. We've got Mary Rodwell. Oh, and now we get to add Mark to the roster. So I know whatever he talks about over there, it's going to be all that. You're going to want to come back again and again and again. So we're going to get the heck out of here. But before we do, before we go to Patreon, tell us where folks can find you. You know how these shows go. We got to put the website out there. Where should people go where they can actually buy these crystals, by the way? Right. Um, the, the website is my name, <laughs> mattbayerski.com. And even if you don't buy one, I think you'll feel healed and you'll feel really good on the website because we've put a lot of love and great energy in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's some some really nice freebies on there. So when you go onto the homepage, you'll see um, the books on there, which are gives you uh, at least one chapter. Uh, that you can listen to on uh, audio and things like that. So it's a it's actually quite a nice website, and people write, just and like to look. I agree. We'll have a link for sure. Now, yeah. are you still on Instagram? Because I know that you were talking about maybe not staying, or what? What, what are we doing on Instagram? I don't know. It's it really depends on um, the Instagram themselves. Um, okay. If they really want to finish people talking truth, then I don't think I'll be on there for long. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. It just, it just depends what, you know, because truth seems to be now the biggest target, number one. Mm. 
well, bottom line is he's there at the moment. So you I, you want to check him out there while you can. So anyway, you can be found. You will always be found. And the right people exactly. will find you. So exactly. You <laughs> Mark, namaste, my friend. Love you. Just love met you. Too. Have no problem saying it. I yeah. love you. I love you too. Godspeed. <laughs> Thanks, Thank journeyers. You. We will talk to you soon. If we don't see you over on Patreon, we're going there right now. Okay. Take care.